Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where we learn and grow together. On today's podcast episode, I'm going to be reading from the book Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. For those of you that are unfamiliar with Brene Brown and her work, I highly, highly recommend watching her TED Talk, which is one of the most watched TED Talks of all time called The Power of Vulnerability. That TED Talk had such a profound impact on my life. I remember watching it when I was, I think, in 11th grade, I want to say. I'm, If I remember correctly, my friend Kathy actually brought it to my awareness, and I think I've probably watched it at least, at least 20 times since that first time. Another one of her works that is really incredible is The Call to Courage on Netflix, where she's speaking to a live audience. You will laugh, you will cry, you will feel very connected to yourself and learn many, many things. I remember watching that when I was going through a breakup and it had just come out. I was in Italy with my dad and I think I've watched that a few times now as well. The subject I'm going to be reading about today is empathy. As someone who definitely describes herself and identifies as a highly empathetic person, which sometimes is a disadvantage because I can feel other people's feelings so deeply, I can really absorb the emotions that are being felt or the energy in the environment that I'm in very easily. I think there's a difference between being naturally empathetic or being able to connect and feel other people's emotions and being able to express empathy, react in empathetic ways, listen empathetically, make someone feel like you are empathetic to whatever it is they're going through. Nobody teaches us how to do this, and so many of us fail with the best intentions to make people feel seen and supported and loved when they're going through things. A lot of us offer sympathy instead of empathy, thinking that we are being empathetic, or we do things thinking that it's like the most empathetic way to respond to something, and we completely miss the mark. It really isn't as easy as it sounds. So today I'm going to read from Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, on Empathy in practice. Empathy in practice. When we're struggling and in need of connection and empathy, we need to share with someone who embraces us for our strengths and struggles, someone who has earned the right to hear our story. Finding that right someone takes practice, and so does being that right person. When it comes to empathy, it's a matter of the right person at the right time on the right issues. There are six known barriers to empathy where the practice can go sideways or you can experience an empathic miss. Everyone knows what it feels like when you share something with someone that is personal and vulnerable, like a struggle or even something exciting or happy, and you don't feel heard, seen, or understood. It's a sinking feeling where you feel exposed and sometimes right on the edge of shame. The clinical term for that is empathic failure. Though I prefer empathic miss, because it's not quite as shaming. Let's look at the six big ways we tend to miss so that we can recognize them when we experience them and be better when we have the opportunity to connect with people in struggle. Empathy miss number one. Sympathy versus empathy. Empathy is feeling with people. Sympathy is feeling for them. Empathy fuels connection. Sympathy drives disconnection. I always think of empathy as this scared place where someone's in a deep well and they shout out from the bottom, it's dark and scary down here, I'm overwhelmed. 
we peer over the edge and say, I see you. Then we climb down with the confidence that we can get back out. I know what it's like down here. And you're not alone. Of course, you don't climb down without your own way out. Jumping into the hole with no way out is enmeshment. Jumping into struggle with someone while maintaining clear lines about what belongs to whom is empathy. Sympathy, on the other hand, is looking over the edge of that hole and saying, oh, it's bad. That looks terrible. So sorry. And you keep walking. The two most powerful words when someone's in struggle are me too. So powerful, in fact, that Tarana Burke started one of the most powerful movements of our time, the Me Too movement, with these two words, backing them up with action. The movement addresses the widespread prevalence of sexual harassment and assault, especially in the workplace, and is a great example of how empathy builds courage and can facilitate deep change. Me Too says, I may not have had the same experience as you, but I know the struggle and you are not alone. Sympathy says, wow, that's bad. I feel so sorry for you. I don't know or understand what your experience is like, but I'll grant you that it looks pretty bad and I don't want to know. Again, the difference between empathy and sympathy, feeling with and feeling for. The empathic response is I get it. I feel with you, and I've been there. The sympathetic response is I feel sorry for you. Empathy miss number two, the gasp and awe. In this scenario, your colleague hears your story and feels shame on your behalf. They might gasp, and then they will likely confirm how horrified you should be. They're appalled, they're upset, there's awkward silence, and then you have to make your colleague feel better. Here's an example. I finally turned in that report yesterday and I was so excited. I felt so good about it. And then my principal called me and told me the last two pages of it were missing. I forgot to attach them. You're hoping your coworker is going to say, oh man, I've done that. It sucks. But instead, this person gasps and says, oh God, I'd just die. And then you're rushing in to say, no, it's, it's okay. Suddenly, you need to make that person feel better. I won't be reading all six of the misses, so I'm just going to pick the third one I wanted to share. Empathy miss number six. If you think that's bad, this person confuses connection with the opportunity to one-up. That's nothing. Let me tell you about so-and-so time where I was suffering. Here's what gets dicey with comparing or competing. The most important words you can say to someone or you can hear from someone when they're in struggle are, me too, you're not alone. That is different from, oh yeah, me too. Listen to this. The primary distinction is that the latter response shifts the focus to the other person. Like I mentioned before, as someone who describes herself as being highly empathetic, I think it's one thing to feel empathetic and to be able to communicate your empathy. And I think that I am very empathetic, but I honestly, reading through these six misses, there is definitely more work for me to do to become aware of what is perceived as empathy and what is not when I'm responding to things. 
I definitely know the feeling of being on the other side of feeling like someone isn't being empathetic when I'm sharing something. And I like that she mentioned that it's not just when something bad or difficult is happening. There is a very high level of vulnerability required in sharing good news with people. That's something I experience often because I've experienced many times that people are either threatened by things that contribute to my success or I can feel a sense of toxic jealousy and an inability to be happy for me and I close off and feel almost ashamed for sharing and unsafe to share my success with others. I think even people who are good at expressing or communicating how empathetic they're being to their friends may miss out on those times where your friend is sharing something amazing with you and you respond in ways that make them feel unseen and unheard or you make it feel like you don't really feel happy with them. I was sitting at lunch today with a friend and he we were talking about being genuinely happy for other people when they succeed because we were talking about competition and jealousy and how those feelings can come up but how it's work to get yourself to a place where you're genuinely happy for people when they're doing well. And he shared with me the Sanskrit word called mudita, which means delighting in other people's well-being. And I think being empathetic is not just being able to feel for people when they are low, but it's also being able to celebrate and feel their success and their happiness and their joy as they feel it. That is another way to really show up for people and support them because when someone is having one of those moments in life where they're succeeding at something they've wanted or they feel so blessed because some opportunity came up and and they don't have anyone who they feel is genuinely happy for them and empathetic to their positive feelings that's also just as shitty as when you're going through something hard and no one is there for you to feel with you She goes on to talk about how important self-compassion and an ability to be empathetic, not empathetic, but compassionate towards ourself is directly linked to our ability to be empathetic towards people. And I noticed that as well. As forgiving I can be of myself, as understanding as I can be towards myself, as genuinely happy I can be for myself when good things happen without compromising my success or discounting my own abundance, That's how I end up meeting other people where they're at. If I don't feel good when I win, I'm not going to feel good when you win. And if I don't feel worthy of winning, I'm definitely not going to feel good when someone else feels good winning. And if I have a hard time being compassionate and kind to myself, then when someone else is going through something, I'm going to project my own inner dialogue onto them. I think that it's something that each person has a responsibility to understand where they can be doing better. And in this book, she really lays out a lot of questions to ask yourself, ways to improve, being empathetic, showing up for others. There's a video on YouTube called Empathy versus Sympathy that describes that first miss that she talked about, right? The difference between the two, how we meet people with sympathy versus empathy many times. You can see that video. It's like an animation. It's actually really cute. It's short. I've watched it a few times and I recommend it to clients who tell me their partners are bad at being empathetic or they feel like they need to understand it more deeply themselves. You can write Brene Brown, Empathy versus Sympathy. I can link it below as well. And I highly recommend watching that. But I just wanted to make this episode to bring it to your awareness that as much as you may describe yourself or think that you're an empathetic person, I think 
expressing, communicating, and mastering the art of really being able to make people feel like you are being empathetic is a skill that needs to be developed, that we're not taught, that there are so many ways that we can miss out on when we truly do want to show up and support people, but we just don't do a good job in the delivery. This episode is going to be short and sweet today. I just wanted to give you a general description of this topic and I'll see how the feedback is. If you guys want me to read more about this topic and dive deeper into how to be better at being empathetic for others, then let me know. DM me on Instagram, message me, let me know, and I would love to go deeper onto this topic, but let's just see if this is something that people feel the need for and speaks to people on a deep level. If you haven't already, I more than ever could use the help because I will not be coaching as much. I will not be able to host another group program in the near future because of my travels. If you feel called to support this podcast, to support me and to make it possible for me to continue showing up for you guys, please click below where it says support this podcast and sign up for a monthly subscription that can be as little as $1 a month that is super helpful and even just symbolically helps me on my journey. Thank you so, so much. I love you all and I'll be back tomorrow.